Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Monster Eight: The Pilot, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. The opening song here this week, back with the gang by Sam Coffee and the Iron Lungs. Thank you so much to them for making such great music out of Toronto. I wish they were playing a uh, show up there whenever I was up there, but they played shows next week, of course. Ah, uh, yeah, his Sunday night. So we're gonna go over five songs of the week, and I'm gonna go over the world of Brandon going on with, uh, you know, a lot of reflecting going on this week, and it reflects in the five songs of the week and yeah, it's a lot of stuff I'm going to go over a a story that I think validates some of my weird ass rambling from last week you know usually I ramble when I'm usually dead wrong but I think this story proves one of my really stupid points correct we're going to go over all that fun stuff just a reminder I'm on Stitcher Amazon Radio Public Spotify uh, and Google Apple and Anchor there we go. Video, available in video form on Spotify. If you know people who get their podcast through my service and you think they would like the show, let them know. Spread the good word. We're getting there one step at a time, my friends. We're all getting there one step at a time. Ah! I don't know what the fuck I'm going to talk about tonight. <laughs> oh, you know what's real fun? Is that I have been working on not cursing as much. And yet I curse as much as I still do. That's, uh... That's how much I curse, randomly. I don't know, man. Kind of a oddly stressful week. Like I said, I'm very in a reflective mood. I don't know whether it's just seeing John Moreland in Cleveland the other night or what. Um, also, some things are kind of going on. Things are ending before you kind of really want them to. You don't get to say the things you want to say to certain people, and uh, they're kind of gone before you can really kind of get to tell them, and I'm just not the type to reach out and tell them stuff like that, so... I don't know, it's one of my curses, it's one of my, you know, drawbacks as an individual and as a person. But I think, uh, you know, we'll work through that together tonight. Um, like I said, five songs of the week. I think I picked five absolute freaking bangers, man. <laughs> I don't know. I guess it's up to you to decide. Uh, I don't know, like I said, like seeing John Morland the other night. It kind of puts me in that reflective mood, thinking back to, you know, my own personal life and everything I've kind of been putting myself through for so long. I don't, you know, it's just, as much work as you put in, you never really quite let go of certain things. At least that's my personality. That's one of my big issues is that I just never really let anything go. Things that I think either wronged me or mistakes that I made. I think a lot of people have that same exact issue where they just can't let go of their own mistakes. Can't listen to your own advice, which is my big issue. You know, I tell people all the time, not so much what they need to do or anything like that, but you know, they ask my advice, I give it, but then it's advice that I need, I, I know I should be listening to. And I just don't, man. It's, uh, it's fun. It's fun working on yourself, betting on yourself, trying to take care of yourself. Ugh. Itchy face. And once again, if you have been tuning in, thank you so much. It means the world to me that anybody is listening. We're Like I said, we're, we're taking there one step at a time, taking over the podcast world, I guess. I don't fucking know. It's fun times. Ah. Uh, I swear, like, when I start these, 
I have 10 billion things I want to talk about. Then when it starts, all of them just when just a few things I've written down, <laughs> things I can talk about. But mostly what I have is like the five songs. I'm going to go off like, I'm going to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, kind of connected to the five songs where I just don't have them as a segment. We're just going to kind of, uh, they're also going to kind of reflect my own feelings. And I'll talk more about my feelings, man. Talk about my feelings, man. Talk about that fun stuff. How about the week that was? Those pieces of shit in Congress not letting veterans have health care? Aren't they just wonderful people? Aren't they fist bumping over it? What pieces of fucking trash? Like, seriously, no problem sending people off to war. You know, no problems fucking up everybody's lives to make themselves a quick buck. But, you know, once they was like, hey, can you kind of take care of us? It's like, oh, well, I want about the slush funds. So I go fuck yourself. Like, seriously, God, I'm so fucking sick of all of it. I'm so, everybody's so goddamn sick of it. Just do what's right for once in your life. God. I could throw out so many C words to describe all those fucking dudes. Respect uh, Mr. John Stewart calling that shit out, calling them motherfuckers, calling them tortoises because they live to be to 200 years old. It really is. I mean, swear to God. Oh, like, fuck them all. I'm so fucking sick of Congress. <laughs> sick of all of it. Then they ban, what, assault weapons the next day? I don't know. I don't want to go into that. I'm, I've never really educated myself on gun debates. It seems like it's better, to me it's better than the uh, the usual argument of we're just going to, you know, thoughts and prayers it and just hope it goes away when it's like um, do just do something, at least it's something done, even if it doesn't end up working I don't care, at least something is tried for the love of God, just try something, that's the biggest issue I have with it, is that the one half wants to do something, the other half wants to not do anything and just hope it goes away. Guess what? Problems just don't go away. That's the same thing with my fucking issues. I just kind of hoped eventually I would get happy or get better. And guess what? That's not how it fucking works. You got to work, work, work on your fucking, uh, your own issues. You got to work on problems. When problems arise, you got to find a way to fix them. They don't fix them fucking selves, man. I don't know. I don't know anything. Ugh. I don't know. I've just been thinking more and more this week about like I said, myself and how everything has gone in life. More reflective on everything and just kind of... I don't know, just, the whole idea of forgiveness is a big thing for me. And... I don't know. I just I have such an issue with my own... Uh, with myself and kind of trying to forgive myself. I have so many things that I just, I treat and I don't treat myself like shit as much anymore, but I still have so many issues that I don't deal with properly or I, I don't want to let myself, let, let myself off the hook, I guess is a way to say it. Um, you know, I'm still working on this fun stuff. And, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult things, man. Like, you know, kind of, the wrongs you do to people or just the way you mistreat people due to your passive-aggressive tendencies or behaviors and kind of letting yourself kind of succumb to that type of, like, monster or whatever you want to call it um, is, you know, it's difficult. And it's, like I said, I think I've said a few different times, I've got 31 years of learned behavior that I'm trying to unlearn or trying to develop and move past, and it's very difficult. Very difficult to kind of get to that space or that place in your mind to where you can actually let things go when you've never been used to letting things go or letting yourself enjoy things without having to remind yourself of this one time where you fuck something up or this one time that you can't change, you can't do anything about anymore. You just can't let it go or you can't let things kind of uh, move past it. And 
like I said, if you can't move past stuff, it kind of hinders you, kind of holds you back. It kind of anchors you to a um, bad feeling, bad mental state or bad mental like thought pattern or something like that. And, and from there, like it's such an easy slope to go down until all of a sudden all you have is bad thought patterns. I mean, that's kind of where I ended up getting to where I got was that I had just negative thought patterns all the time and they would just snowball. So, you know, if one thing went wrong, I would, you know, say, oh, this guy cuts me off in traffic. All of a sudden I'm thinking about how I, you know, mistreated my sister as a kid by not letting her like hang out with me and my friends or something, you know, something really stupid. Like somehow those two things would connect in my head and all of a sudden I'm a piece of shit. I'm this guy who doesn't deserve happiness or anything like that. And that's bullshit. Everybody deserves their own happiness, man. And, um, that's what I'm trying to learn myself. It's difficult, 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 difficult. Uh, but kind of changing subjects real quick. Just kind of maybe brighten your day a little bit trying to. You know, we're all working through it. But, you know, I think last week I kind of was complaining about the two people in front of me at the Camp Cope show who are, like, making out and, like, just kind of all over each other, just kind of uh, disgusting shit. And at the same time, I kind of said, you know, it's you know, it's my fault for being disgusting. But I, I this week I was on Instagram, which is becoming a shithole of a place. There's so many stupid suggested posts where they're just trying to be TikTok, and I fucking hate TikTok. I think it's the lamest fucking thing in the world. Kids love it. Good for kids. Kids like stupid things. I know, because I used to be a kid, and we like stupid shit. Because um, every, everything's like suggested posts, and it's like, it's nothing that's interesting to me. I don't understand TikTok. I have tried watching the reels, or I've tried TikTok once or twice, and it's like, I don't understand what is funny about this, or why this is getting so many things. None of it is interesting says old man <laughs> I'm old man yelling at the sky right now oh, I don't get it I don't understand it I'll never will don't try to make me do it but that's well because the cool thing with Instagram for a while is that if they did like the suggest to post things you can like say you know not interested or something like that it says do you want to block suggested posts for 30 days and it's like hell yeah I do because I'm not interested in any of this shit they've taken that away of course because they don't like that because everybody's probably using it nobody's fucking interested but now they're trying to force you into being interested don't get rid of Instagram, maybe, but I just can't because I have this and this is my money making thing. That's why I'm poor. <laughs> Got itchy nose. Um, no, like you said, uh, I'm on Instagram and there was like a random ad for the uh, Great White, the band from the 80s. I think it's One Bitten Twice Shy was their big song, and it made me think, I'm like, was Great White a part of that really bad? Uh, nightclub fire like in 2002 that claimed like I think over 100 people's lives um, and they were it was them that's sad they still playing music so that's cool I know their guitarist died in that fire that was really fucked up but I found out it was the second worst uh, nightclub fire in the history of the United States in terms of death total the number one was the coconut lounge oh I spelled it wrong I should have had this up Coconut Grove Fire. It was a nightclub. Uh, 492 people died. And, um, like, last week I said I was, like, you know, I was railing against PDA. So, what happens in this fire? What happens is, this, they think a soldier decided to unscrew a light bulb so him and his date can make out. You know, instead of going home and doing their fucking business, they decide to make out in the club. Well, then this 16-year-old busboy goes over there to try to get the light screwed back in. Can't really find it because it's so dark, so he lights a match. The whole place is, like, full of this flammable stuff, and the whole place goes up. 
goes up so fucking quick that like a whole bunch of people died in their seats with their drinks in their hands. Because these two people couldn't go home and like do their business at home. 492 people had to die. So don't sit there and say I'm being ridiculous by not wanting people to make out in public. You're like you're putting my life in danger by making out in public. So, uh, you know, take that shit home. I think I've been proven right on this in, in this scenario. I think I've been proven right. So I will, you know, if you didn't like it last week, I'm right. You're wrong. Tough shit. <laughs> oh, that kind of made my day for some, like, it doesn't make my day. It's actually kind of fucked up to say because, like I said, 492 people died. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, huh. And it proves me right in terms of making out in public. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're putting others' lives on the line. It's not your place to do. But there was a couple weird stories that kind of came out because it just kind of got it. I don't know. It piqued my interest, so I was reading through it. The kid, the 16-year-old kid, busboy Stanley Tomaszewski, he wasn't even like supposed, to, wasn't even like legally allowed to work there. And he was there. There's a whole bunch of places wrong with this fucking club. I mean, it w- technically wasn't even supposed to be opened. Like, it was actually supposed to, it was like, I don't know if it was like condemned, but it had no licenses whatsoever. And then they have uh, this kid, this busboy go over there, and he accidentally, you know, lights the place on fire and kills a whole bunch of people. Um, an actor died. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But then there was uh, this other guy. Where's he at? A Coast Guardsman named Clifford Johnson. Good guy, Clifford Johnson. I, I have a lot of respect for this guy because he go he gets out of the building before like you know the fire takes over everything, and he goes back in four times to save his date. He goes back in four times to find her and save her life. What a fucking gentleman this guy is. Sadly for Clifford Johnson, though, his girlfriend or his date was already outside, so he went in for nothing. <laughs> Oh, man. He got burns over 55% of his body. He was the most severely burned person who survived the whole thing. Uh, Yes, like, you know, but he did that. But you know what Clifford Johnson does? He doesn't let life get him down. And 20 months later, like, you know, almost two years later, 21 months, he marries the nurse that was taking care of him throughout the whole thing. So after he gets burns on 55% of his body, he meets this nurse, he marries her. Good guy, Clifford Johnson. But sadly for Clifford Johnson... Life has a weird fucking way to come back at you. Because in 19, what, like, I can't even remember, 14 years later, here we go, 14 years later, he dies in a fiery automobile accident. What the fuck, man? <laughs> like, seriously, life is so stupid sometimes. It's just not fair. Like, you know, you survive the worst, like, fire in the history, uh, like, one of the worst fires in American history, only to die in a fiery car crash 15 years later. And that's sometimes just, like, you know, death's got it out for you in certain ways. But then I also want to give a shout-out to the bartender. I think his name was Daniel Weiss. Quick-thinking guy, this guy was. Fire goes up. Like I said, the place goes up quickly because of all the flammable stuff in there. Like I said, people die because, like, in their seats with drinks in their hands. That's how quickly they succumb to the smoke and, like, all that stuff. This guy, as soon as the fire goes up, dumps ice water all over this rag he's got in his hand, puts it to his mouth, finds his way out. Yeah, if you've ever never looked into it, it's kind of a grim subject to Coconut Grove Fire. But it's kind of fascinating about how how unsafe we used to be as a society. Like, they only had, like, a revolving door for them to get out of, so it gets jammed immediately. Um, a whole bunch of, like, windows they could have used to exit were, like, boarded up. A whole bunch of, like, doors were in-swinging instead of out-swinging, so, you know, that's causing pile-ups. And it's like, oh, my Jesus. We used to be so, so unsafe, like... <laughs> It's society. We were such an unsafe society. This was like 1942. 
Like, oh, man. So it's going on during World War II. That's why they think it was a soldier who wanted to make out with his girlfriend in the corner instead of going home and doing it in the privacy of a room. Come on, guys. Yeah, mm, mm. Let me freaking tell you. And then, you know, the Tomaszewski kid gets treated as pariah for the rest of his life and has to live as an outsider because you couldn't go home and do this. Hopefully those people survived and had to live with the guilt. It's so fucked up, Brandon. Come on. <laughs> but I think, like I said, I was proven right. I believe I was proven right. Am I, am, I, am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. I'm just an asshole. <laughs> oh. We're going to jump right into the five songs. Because like I said, I'm going to kind of talk about more of what's going on in the world of Brandon off the songs. Um, I think I've got the music right. Yeah, I've been trying to play around with it. And I was running it a few different ways. But, you know... I think I've got it. The first song this week is from a band from Philadelphia that I absolutely love. Absolutely love. They're called the Menzingers. Never heard the Menzingers. Absolutely wonderful. They've been around for about, uh, let's see, probably 2010, 20, maybe 2008 was their first record. I can't remember off the top of my head. But this song is the first song off of their 2017 record called After the Party. It's a song that I really love. I think it's a lot of fun in the beginning. Subject matter-wise, I think it works, especially for me growing older, getting past 30. It's not my favorite song with them, but for some reason, I don't know, it came on, I think, in a shuffle, listening to Bouncing Souls. I'll get back into the Bouncing Souls here in a little bit. Um, I was listening to Bouncing Souls, and the Menzingers came on like on a shuffle thing, and it, I was like, oh, I haven't talked about the Menzingers. Absolutely love the Menzingers. But this song is the opening track off of After the Party by the Menzingers 2017. It's called Telling Lies. cool song because it's kind of dealing with you know, growing older friends treating you a little bit different as you're a little bit the one who's like kind of refusing to grow up I guess in a way but everybody's getting married having kids all that fun stuff people treat you like a criminal for buying marijuana <laughs> oh, absolutely love the Mizzikers great songwriters I need to see them live they're up there probably top probably top eight teams of fans I've never seen live one of my favorite choruses Where are we going to go now that our 20s are over, man? And when I hit 30, that's how I felt about a lot of things, man. Uh, where am I going to go now that my 20s are over? But really, I'm starting to really think, you know, 20s are pretty overrated. You kind of learn how to fuck up everything, and then your 30s are all about fixing those fuck-ups. And, um, you know, that's what I'm hopefully getting to do with my 30s is fixing all the fuck-ups I made in my 20s, all, like, the things I put off that I never got around to doing. Not so much not doing, but things I didn't get to take care of in my 20s. 
That's what my 30s are for, is actually taking care of those things, making myself better, making myself head into being really old and hopefully not being completely fucked up still. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I'm approaching middle age and it's sad. I'm so old. It hurts so much when I wake up in the morning. It's because sometimes I sleep on the sofa. I just fall asleep on the sofa and I... My sofa's comfy, not not sex appeal sofa. Don't fall asleep on that one. I haven't fell asleep on it yet. But like my other sofa, it's so comfy. Sometimes I fall asleep. I just sleep the whole night. It's like seven o'clock at night. I go out, and all of a sudden I wake up. It's four or five in the morning. I'm like, well, shit. And now I can't get back to sleep in my bed. I need a new mattress. But I'd rather have sex appeal sofa. So that's where the money went. You're seeing it. You're seeing the the, the mess I already have on it. So yeah, great. I got one of my cool cooling pillows the other there. I've got cooling pillows like fucking crazy because I'm getting old and I want to be comfortable. <laughs> no, I absolutely love the Menzingers. They have after the party. They've got uh, Rented World. Um, oh, what's the record with the check on the front? Oh, I can't remember. It's like 2011, 2012. Great record. I can't remember the name from the Impossible Past or something like that. Then they have uh, just a couple years ago they released From Exile. Or in exile? Oh, come on, Brandon. Oh, no, no, in exile. Then they had a kind of an acoustic version called From Exile, uh, which was pretty cool. They did that, like America, I love you, but you're freaking me out, and that's hey, you know, that's a pretty fucking app song for what's going on in this country. Uh, then they had Anna, which was a great song from that new record. Like the whole the telling lies. That's like uh, I used to be into the Menzingers. Didn't like. Uh, not that I didn't love them, it's just I never really cared to listen to them deeply. It's just I really like From the Impossible Past. Like I said, I'm pretty sure that's the name of the record. But, yeah, after the party releases, and I'm like, it flips. I'm like, this is one of my favorite bands. This band's incredibly great. Uh, even though, like, I never got around to listening to Renter World that much. Then I finally did because of After the Party. Great record. If you haven't checked out the Men's and Girls, check them out. Great punk band. Great band out of Philly, which is always a great place for music, man. Love Philly. I've never been there, but I'm just going to say I love it and act like I'm a fucking native of it, even though I don't know the accent that well. Not like the Boston accent. <laughs> I'm such a douche. Uh, douchebag. <laughs> oh, man. Excuse me. Itchy, 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 itchy face. Why? Next song is from a guy. How does, uh, Lucinda Williams has a great description of this guy. His name is Blaze Foley. I believe he was a, yeah, he was from Texas. Died in 1989, was shot. Uh, what's the quote? Blaze was a genius and a beautiful loser. Lucinda Williams. Uh, there's a really cool movie about this guy. Um, made 2017, 2018. Ethan Hawke directed it. It's got uh, the maybe from Arrested Development. I always forget to say her name. Is Alia Shakwat? I've never heard her name said out loud. It's another one of those things I've never heard said out loud. And I've always assumed that's how it's said. So I don't know if it's Alia or Alia. Um, who's wonderful, wonderful in her role. But yeah, it's uh, about Blaze Foley. I can't remember the guy's name. Like Ben something plays Blaze in the movie. It's a great song. It's off of his um one of his records. I can't remember the name. If you don't know who Blaze Foley is, um, you probably know Clay Pigeons. That became a really big song for John Prine. I know Michael Sarah when he released the record like ten years ago. He used. Clay Pigeons as well, a fantastic song. Uh, Blaze wrote that song. He wrote quite a few other songs too. This song is called "If I Could Only Fly." Um, was it sitting, sitting on the road. I think that's what the record's called, "Sitting on the Road." Uh, this is "If I Could Only Fly." 
which is one of my favorite songs by Blaze. It's one of those, you know, he's like he's an outlaw guy, so he's, he's got great songwriting, great storytelling ability, a great way to make you believe the words he's singing. Because, of, like, those guys are so great at kind of telling their stories and making you feel very personal about the story. So that you can make them very attached to your own life. And I think uh, Blaze is a very underappreciated one, very underrated one. You know, he's in that same league as, like, Towns Van Zant and, like, those types of guys. And I think he's, uh, you know, John Prine, obviously. John Prine, Towns Van Zant, a few other guys like that, Steve Earle. Um, I think Blaze is as good as them, especially the way he, he I don't know, he's, he's just wonderful. Um, let's see. I think I was around about right here. Yeah, this song has got some of my favorite lines in any song, period. And one of the songs I can really attach to. It's one of the songs that, like, being really reflective right now, I think is very, it's one of the songs that really kind of creeps into my brain every time I get into this reflective mood. Wind keeps blowing. I love his voice. Somewhere every day. Tell me things get better Somewhere up the way Just dismal thinking On a dismal day Sad songs for us to bear Sometimes I write happy songs But then sometimes little things are wrong You know I wish they all could make you smile You know, sometimes I write happy songs Even when little things go wrong You know, I wish they all could make you smile That's a really beautiful line It's a very sweet line Very loving line this song's all about, you know, kind of like being out on the road, being kind of away from those you love, and kind of how much you wish you could kind of be with them all the time, or how you could take them with you. And uh, maybe it's even like kind of running from her, or even like not so much running from her, or just kind of, if I could only get away from my problems as well. You know, if I could only get away from my problems, I would just be with you and just be happy. And yeah, that's in the kind of the mood I'm in. If I could only get away from my own problems, I could kind of find that reason to kind of always be happy. I'm not, I'm not super down right now. I'm just so reflective of my own life at the moment. And um, I don't know, it's really beautiful in the movie when they play this song. Um, the whole movie, Alia Shakwa, like I said, I'm not 100% sure if her name said. I feel so shitty not saying it right. Um, hold on, I just want to get back into it real quick. If you could only fly. We could only fly. There'd be no more lonely nights. If I could only fly, and if you could only fly, if we could only fly, there'd be no more lonely nights. Great song, but in the movie, um, uh, maybe I'll just call it maybe because, like I said, I cannot remember how her name said. Like I said, I've never heard it. Um. She plays Blaze's muse. Um, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, real lady. I think she wrote the book that the movie's based off of. She was like his muse, and like you know they lived together. Uh, I can't remember if they got married or not. But it was eventually, you know, he his life on the road and kind of his all that lifestyle was taking a toll, and they were kind of growing apart. 
And in the movie, he plays her this song when they realize that, you know, it's not going to work out between them and he has to say goodbye. And, you know, and that whole, sometimes I could write happy songs, then sometimes little things go wrong. You know, I wish they could all make you smile. It's like when you watch the film, it really does it bring, like, you know, kind of having that feeling within you, yourself it brings tears to your eyes, you know, kind of having that deep. I think I talked about a little bit on Wednesday or like Sunday, you know, feeling that deeply for someone, but still having to say goodbye, you know, not being able to kind of be with them. You understand that we're just growing apart or something like that. It's a, it's a very heavy song there. I absolutely love Blaze. Good guy. Rest in peace. Good guy. Great guy. Wonderful guy. First time I've said that tonight. <laughs> Half hour in. And it's the first time I've said that. Good job, Brandon. We're growing as a performer. I don't know what that even mean. Oh, man. Fun times. Fun times, man. Oh, song number three. I talked about this band last week, and I said, like, you know, I'm not really listening to them too much right now. I just feel like I need to talk about them. By doing that last week makes me want to made me want to listen to them. So this week, from New Jersey again, the Bouncing Souls. I'm going off the same exact record, uh, going off Anchors Away, which was 2003. Let me pull it up. It's simple, man. It's not a cover. It's their own song. I think it's a, it's a very simplistic song. Like I said, a lot of their songs are kind of very simple in nature, but they just they, they nail it every time. Uh, yeah, this is Simple Man from. The Bouncing Souls. It's one of the. It's on the back half of that record. This record is so long. I always forget it's 16 songs freaking long. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, Simple Man by The Bouncing Souls. I think this band is so strong. Like, Brian's a great bass player. Punk or not, great player. Pete is so just kind of in his own groove all the time. I think McDermott's a great drummer. It's always one of my favorite drummers to listen to. Like I said, I, I talked about the snare last week being so tight. I think Anthony, Anthony eh, eh, Greg, the lead singer, is such a like, kind of a fun singer. I, I don't know. They're just one of those bands that I think they just click so well together. It's one of my favorite bands. The Bouncing Souls, man. I love a good band with some good woes and some good yeahs and shit like that. Bouncing Souls are one of the best ones at the woes. <laughs> Great woes. That's that's my official review of the Bouncing Souls. Great woes. <laughs> oh man. No, I love the like kind of a uh, chorus for this song. Kind of comes up. It's very, like I said, apt to my own life, especially getting older. Getting like I said in this reflective mood. Kind of how I kind of feel about a lot of things now. I'm kind of um. My outlook on life has changed so much. I always wanted to be kind of, being young, I always wanted to be like a big thing. I wanted to change the world, all that fun stuff. Now this is kind of more where I want to be. I want to be a simple man, live a simple life. Holy shit, now I forgot the... Like, the song's in my ears now, I can't, like, focus. Where is it? Come on. 
I want to be a simple man with a little peace of mind, live a simple life in a place that's kind. And that's kind of where I'm at as a person. Like, man, I just I just want to have a little peace of mind and like just be simple and just, you know, not have to deal with all the bullshit that's out there. Like, you know, I think the whole, like, I, I kind of talk about a little bit, that whole, the whole bill with Congress not passing, you know, the bill for veterans, like, it, it, it's weighed on my head of this whole, like, you know, these people sacrifice so much, and these motherfuckers up top don't give two fucks about them. I just, I just want to live in a place that just understands each other and just kind of can, I don't know. I think I'm trying to connect two things that just are, like, not connected right now. I don't know. I think Simple Man, though, by Bouncy Souls is a great song. Like I said, living a simple life in a place that's kind is just the ultimate dream anymore for me, man. I just want to live in a nice world that takes care of each other. As much as that makes me some commie fucking bastard or some bullshit, I don't care. I think it's what we should all be fucking striving to do, man. Absolutely love the Bouncing Souls. One of my favorite bands. I need to find out when they're coming close by again, and just uh, you know get tickets. I don't. That might be the one I'd be getting in the shit for. I'm like too old to get into the shit anymore at shows. You know, like mosh pits and that fun stuff. I'm too old for that shit now. I can't do it anymore. My knees would be done. But the Bouncing Souls make me want to get in that stuff. They still make me kind of feel young. They make me feel alive. You know what I mean? They're still doing their stuff. They're probably fifty now. Now they've been around for thirty fucking years. Um, yeah, I absolutely love the Bouncing Souls. They're, it's not going to be the last time I talk about how much I love the Bouncing Souls. And uh, they're going to be in and out of this the whole five songs quite a bit. So, you know, get used to them. If you don't fucking like it, get used to them. True believers all the way, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, now i got to get back into the list. This next song is by um, Bass Player from Alkaline Trio Dan Andriano this is Dan Andriano in the emergency room is the band he's made three absolutely outstanding solo records um there is Dan Andriano in the emergency room with It's Gonna Rain all day then there was uh, Party Adjacent and then now under Dan Andriano and the Bystanders I can't remember the name of the record off the top of my head I need to remember things better <laughs> I can remember so many random things I can't remember this come on Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Dan's a very talented bass player. Except for Alkaline Trio, that's probably the biggest band. He's also in like the Falcon. He was the bassist for that ska band Slapstick with like Brendan Kelly. And I think the drummer from Alkaline Trio was also the drummer for that band. I cannot remember that off the top of my head. Um, it was a fun punk band. Or not ska band. I like how when they get together now, all they do is just kind of go up there, they play the songs, but then they just kind of riff on how much they hate ska music now. <laughs> uh, I don't mind ska music. I think there's there, there's a place for it out there. I'm not like a less than Jake, but Jeff Rosenstock, I know, like, Bond the Music Industry had a lot of ska influences. That was a lot of fun bands. Um, now, this is a single that Dan released. Um, I'm trying to think. 
I can't even remember. I remember getting into Dan's solo stuff. This is one of my absolutely favorite songs. It's called Of Peace, Quiet, and Monsters. It's kind of about what passive-aggressive tendencies and nature can kind of do to you and do to the relationships around you and kind of how much they affect your loved ones and your relationships with them. This is called Of Peace, Quiet, and Monsters. I love the guitar. There's a monster at the bottom I guess for now he's well-fed Oh, we ain't seen him in a while Guess he does most of his work While the rest of us are safe In our bed And being somebody who is very passive-aggressive in nature on so many things, especially before I started working on myself, like how much... um, that type of behavior has affected relationships I've had and destroyed relationships I've had, not just like either, like not just romantic relationships, but also just friendships. I have certain friends that I'm never going to be as close to as I used to be because I got so passive aggressive and I got so wicked, I guess might be a way to say to them. I just got straight up just so fucking mean to people by, you know, just not dealing with my stuff and not openly discussing what they did that made me so mad instead of just kind of being this fucking child to them. And it... It it makes me so mad that I used to be that way so bad. I've gotten much better at stuff like that, but I... You know, like I said earlier, it's letting go of the way I used to act to people and moving on from it and there's such a part of me that does not want to forgive myself that does not want to move on from stuff like this and it's such an anchor to moving myself forward that it's it's very very difficult no it's just very frustrating to still not be able to move past stuff like this and I absolutely adore this song by Dan uh, he you know it's one of my f- it might be my favorite song by Dan Andrew and I think It's Gonna Rain All Day is was I think I always ranked it like third or fourth of my favorite records from the last decade great record Hollow Sounds is a great song It's Gonna Rain All Day is a great sound uh, This Light's a really 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 beautifully pretty song I don't know man it's just one of my absolute favorite uh, songs of adoration all that's whatever one day you had to leave there You couldn't take the drawn-out fights Even caught the nasty thoughts never spoken But so spiritless in me How they echo among their lies I don't know, it's, it's such a beautiful song so if you see those so-called demons Don't bother saying I said hi I think they both know where to find me I think I've stared at them both Dead in their eyes I may just see them in some time now I said like it's... I said that reflective mood I'm in right now. The song kind of really drudges up those things. And, like, sometimes drudging up can be bad. I think drudging, like, pulling up some of these emotions and feelings and, like, memories um, is a very good thing because it allows you to actually deal with them, actually allows you to think about them, allows you to try to grow from them. Sometimes it's horrible when you're in the wrong mood. 
But you can't really ever find peace If you can't filter the breath between the lines that you speak You can always find quiet, but you can never really find peace if you can't filter the lies that you lie between your... <laughs> oh, Brandon. Oh, like I said, I get like the song is like in my earphones still. I'm not sure how well you can hear it. And it just, it just kind of fucks up everything I'm trying to say because I get focused in on other lyrics. Uh, what's that? Oh, come on. I hate when it does all this fun stuff. Where is it? You can always find quiet, but you can't really ever find peace if you can't filter the breath between the lies that you speak. And yeah, you know what I mean? Not dealing with your stuff. Not, you know, when people saying, are you okay? And not, and you're just saying, yeah, I'm fine, even though it's not okay. And then you kind of treat them like absolute shit. I mean, I remember a time where I called somebody a bitch just because I knew that was the word that was going to cut them the fucking deepest. And it's... It's such a shitty thing to do and to do to other people who don't fucking deserve it. Because, you know, you never do it to the people who deserve it. You do it to the people that love you the fucking most. And that's the, that's the problem. That's the problem. You just have to, you know, hopefully we're getting there. Stay positive. Get better. Got to work on it every single freaking day. That's, you know, one of the things you have to let go is, you know, fixing everything. It's just a process that you have to do every day, you know, and... Like a certain some of those people, like I said, they've not so much cut me out of their lives, but it's definitely not the same relationship that we were before my passive aggressive nature would come to a head and kind of you know put that big fucking divider between us. I don't know. I don't know. I said I never apologize enough for half of it. Ugh. So, the last song of the evening is from Mr. Moreland. John Moreland again. This is off in the throes. One of my favorite, if not my favorite, songs from him. Um, it's off in the throes. He plays, he was on Colbert, I want to say like 2016, 17, and he played this. And it's, oh, oh baby, it is fan. Fantastic, absolutely beautiful, Mr. Moreland, the big man, absolutely. He just—he's such a wonderful songwriter. He's able to kind of sit in these emotions and kind of just really poetically uh, draw them out for you. Where am I at? What am I doing here? What am I doing? There we go. Yeah, this song is called. Uh, this song is called "Break My Heart Sweetly," and it's. To me, I think it is. I think it is my favorite Moreland song. It's just such an absolutely beautiful song. I love the guitars at the very beginning. He's a great guitar player, too. Altar. 
God I held together Is losing all its shape And in my head you look so gorgeous It's keeping me awake There's a scar on my soul So let me down easy Break my heart sweetly Like you always do I guess I can't let go Till you wreck me completely Break my heart sweetly Drape me in blue God damn it. A song that just cuts right through your soul. Like, I almost don't want to talk about it because I might be talking over lyrics. It's such a beautifully written song. The whole, you know, it's just, it's reflective just like I am right now. It's pining, it's understanding, it's this line here. Life went and broke me open. Life went and broke me open, so I carried it alone. I'm finding all this well-worn sadness that I never knew I kept. I chase you in the heartache every... Uh, oh, God damn it. <laughs> This is frustrating me. Like I cannot focus because I'm so focused on the song in my head. Like it's just God. Finding all this well-worn sadness that I never knew I kept, and I still chasing the heartache every time you take a step. Like, been there, man. Definitely been there. And, like, it's just, it's so beautiful when he plays it live. He's such a great player, such a presence. Like I say, he comes out and he just, he just, I don't know, he just bears it for you. And it's just, I, I cannot say enough about John Moreland. That should be said by absolutely everybody. It's, this is one of the most beautiful songs that's ever been written. And, um, I, yeah, I'm, we're so fortunate to live in his time. Swore the days were over. According to dreams, I worshiped at the altar, losing everything. And you had a halo made of diamonds, resting on your head. I should be dealing with my demons, but I'm dodging them instead. There's a scar on my soul So let me down easy Break my heart sweetly Like I said, I think I talked about this before, the fuck you lines that uh, certain writers have, and this whole song is a fuck you to John Moreland because this is such wonderful brilliance. Um, just every single line is perfection. I mean, he is like kind of the 
the poet of this era. He's the guy who I think a hundred years from now will be the most remembered of anybody playing because of how great these lyrics are. Like, like that whole reflective mood. Like this, this I should be dealing with my demons, but I'm dodging them instead. I spent my whole fucking twenties doing that, not dealing with my shit and dodging them. And eventually, they just kind of overtake you, and you know you have your not the fucking issues I had. And you know, it's just. And it's the voice, you know, trained in hardcore music and eventually coming out and just doing this. Like, uh, I haven't listened to the new record yet. I'm not 100% sure I ordered it. I swore I did, but it's not here yet. So I don't know if he's having the same issues that a lot of people are having with uh, getting vinyl out. Like, I just got the new Craig Finn record finally. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I swore I ordered it, but I can't find any confirmation I ordered it. But, yeah, man, the whole... <sighs> There's a scar on my soul. Like, come on, man. It's not fair. It's not fair, man. <sighs> let me down easily. Break my heart sweetly like you always do. And I just guess I can't let go till you wreck me completely. Break my heart sweetly and drape me in blue. Man, it's not fair. It's not fair John Moreland is so much better at that than I am. <laughs> he is. To me, he's he's truly... He is the best songwriter of this like, kind of generation and era. Like, it, I don't know. He makes the, I don't know. He's, his, his lines are just so known. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like, I, I understand every single line because I've been there. Or, you know, it's just so accessible. It's so, it's to your nature. I don't know. I don't know how to say it. Like I said, that kind of reflective mood I've been in, that's probably the actual pinnacle of any time in that reflective mood, Break My Heart Sweetly will come on. You know, and it's you know it's got some little bit of a lost love in there, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, I guess. Like I said, I think dealing with my demons, but I'm dodging them instead, is such a line that's about my life. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, John Moreland, In the Throws, 2013. Shit! Then High on Tulsa Heat, and then, you know, Big Bad Love. All of this all of this stuff is great. All of it. Every second of it is absolutely wonderful. If you've never heard John Moreland, go check him out. Not a bad song in his fucking catalog. And every single song has got some line in it that you're just like, holy shit, fuck you for writing that, man. Yeah, I cannot say enough about Big John Moreland. He is absolutely incredible. Every time I see him live, it's just goosebumps. He's one of those that, you know, like, you always get hecklers at shows. He does not get a single one. It's as quiet as church in the middle of his stuff because everybody's absolutely captivated by this, you know, this man in front of him just absolutely bearing everything he's got. And he's in, oh, he does come out, sit down, play his guitar, and just blows you the fuck away, man. I'm not like a super spiritual man, but I always say he's got like that God thing about him. He, you know, there's there's God in his voice. And like to me, it's, he's got the it factor. That's what it is to me, the it thing. You know, they talk about with like sports stuff. Um, he's got that type of factor about him. He's got the God thing about him where it's just, I don't think I'd ever want to meet John Moreland. I don't think I ever want to just because I just don't. I always want to keep that veil of mystery about him. I don't know. I don't know. I know he's a big Cincinnati Reds fan. So, hey, that's that's a cool thing to know. He grew up in, like, uh, he grew up across the river from Cincinnati. 
uh, when he's younger. Then he ended up moving into Oklahoma. And, like, man, the rest is history. So we won't have him forever, but I think we'll have his songs forever. I think he'll be a second nature to a lot of people growing up as, like, a, you know, they'll know the name as much as, like, say, like, a, you know, Bob Dylan, certain people, or Woody Guthrie, uh, those types of guys, Towns Van Zant, those types of, you know, legend-type things where, like, almost... You're not sure if they're real because they're more legendary than they are actual people. I think John Moreland has the type of complex about him. I'm probably wrong. I really wish I'm. I really hope I'm not wrong because I I can't say enough about how great of a songwriter John Moreland is. For me, he's top, you know, four or five. I mean, I've got Bruce at number one. Craig Finn because he's so unique, probably. And then John Moreland might be right behind him. Might be behind, right behind those two. There's probably, you know, there's guys I'm leaving out who are absolutely fantastic songwriters. I'm not sure why I said fantastic, but I did. Deal with it, you know? And yeah, like, I don't know. I'm going to wrap it up for the night. It's been a good time talking, but a good time, hopefully, for you guys. I hope the music. I feel like the music's not playing left and rights properly. I don't know how to fucking fix that with this box. I feel like. I don't know. I don't think like the left and rights are coming in properly. I think it might be my freaking phone. If it is, I'm going to be so freaking mad. Actually, I don't think so because I tried it on my laptop. I think it sounded the same. I don't know why. It's driving me up the wall. I've been fiddling. That didn't fix anything. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Anyway, it's been the Sunday night podcast of Monster Ate the Pilot. I have been your host and guide on this wonderful journey, Brandon. Once again, I'm on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Radio Public, Amazon, Google, and I don't remember the last one. Um, If you know anybody who gets their stuff through that, those... Oh my god, come on, Brandon. I never do the closing part right. If you know anybody who gets their podcast through those services, let them know about me so they can like, subscribe, share, or support. Good job, Brandon. You sound like a fucking robot. (laughs) (laughs) once again enjoy the rest of your Sunday enjoy the rest of the week until Wednesday when I check back in with the Springsteen song of the week and then whatever else is going on hopefully I'm in a little bit more of a kind of fun mood I know I'm not I don't know if I've been too down tonight I've just been that kind of odd mental zone of just kind of being very reflective about everything and trying to Hopefully take steps forward with life. You know, sometimes you just got to take a step back, think about what you're doing, and then move your steps forward. Be informed about how you're moving forward. I don't know. Video form on Spotify. Like I said, if you like what you you like what you hear, like, subscribe, share, support, do all that fun stuff. Don't have to if you don't want to. Help me grow this thing to whatever I end up gets to. You don't have to. This is fun. This is just fun for me. Um, if you ever want to be on the show, let me know. If you have questions, send them in. Um, if you have a suggestion, send them in. My sister suggests stuff, and I don't do any of them. Um, yeah, but once again, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your night. I will see you on Wednesday. Stay positive. Get better. Thanks for listening.